With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Andy Harper. <laughs> well, I'll get him to be the judge. Andy Harper is a man of reason, voice, football commentator with Channel 10 Paramount Plus. He's here to talk football, and there's some extraordinary stuff out of the A-League over the weekend and some EPL to talk about, but... Did you just hear that call there, Andy, and the explanation? Brandy's hopped on the bus on it, on the point. That's team well, thing. that makes more sense to me. That that, 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 that makes sense because Nathan Cleary isn't someone that promotes himself. So what, they're like the Masons. They have some sort of secret handshake. Is this this, this symbol, this signal well, that, that they do to rally the team? Well, that doesn't seem that outrageous. That rallies the team. Yeah. Andy Harper, I'm... help us out here. Help us out, Andy. Voice of reason. <laughs> Something. Well, Good morning, Andy. I, I, I wish... Uh, good morning, guys. Yeah, I wish I could help you out, but I, I have to declare I have nothing to say because I have zero idea on what you're talking about. <laughs> no, that's, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's a good, okay, that's a well, good answer. Andy before, we talk, Andy, before we talk about the soccer, um, the football, football. Um, have you got a thought on the cricket? Disaster? Disaster, yeah. Good work, yeah. I mean, I, 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 didn't watch, I didn't get to watch much of the cricket, but I've seen the highlights. Um, I, I just cannot. I, the, the the manner of those dismissals from the best batsman in Australia it just defies belief. I, I know the the conditions are tough and the pitch was crumbling, but these this is full time. These are full time professional players. Mm. That just yes. ridiculous yep. to me. I'm not a cricket expert. I'm a cricket fan, but I'm not an expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're that all just fans. looks like yep. wet paper bag yep. stuff to me. Yeah. The number 11 batsman comes to the crease and he's had four other blokes out sweeping and second ball, what does he do? <laughs> like, it's almost a joke. A number 11 batsman walks into a bar a having seen four blokes get out sweeping. What does he do? Second ball, he sweeps and gets out. <laughs> that's amazing stuff. That's amazing stuff. A professional cricketer. Like, that's, that was the answer. Uh, now, Andy, can I just ask you, in all your time following the A-League, 4-2 going into stoppage time, uh, Adelaide United over Western Sydney. What the Wanderers did yesterday, that's up there in the top ten of Remarkable. Yeah, it was incredible, really incredible, but particularly given the heat. I mean, that heat, the heat wave that went over southern Australia, it was still cooking for the afternoon kickoff uh, in Adelaide. Um, and yeah, the, the Wanderers are made of stern stuff. Frustrating, for, uh, amazing comeback, really. And that should be a self-contained, bottled, celebrated by the club, focused on by the coach this week as they prepare for next. Um, but just running closely outside that is the fact that the Wanderers have now just won two games in their last 11. Now, they're still very much in the mix. They're doing a great job. They just are finding it really difficult to crack it for a win. And it's not because of a lack of good football or bravery, and there was plenty of that in abundance yesterday. Great to see the new online striker, the uh, Swiss-born Tunisian Swiss or Swedish, I'm not quite sure. Stan corrected on that. Amor um, Laouni scoring that ripper against the odds. And it just it, it finished the game off beautifully. It was a remarkable match of football. Um, Sydney FC, the draw against Brisbane. Uh, and Sydney FC travelling well. Um, the draw, not the result they wanted, but they're sitting in six, Andy. Uh, uh, will they play finals this year? I know there's still a couple of months to go. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. They they, they played very well, actually. Um, Brisbane fought really hard. Once they got the lead, Brisbane, they didn't really offer a lot of football, but they offered a lot of grit and were really disappointed that they succumbed late. But it was at least what Sydney deserved. They played some good stuff. They are riding a wave of some some good form, but as for the Wanderers are struggling for wins generally, Sydney is struggling for home wins. It's crazy into this brand new, beautiful, beautiful stadium, and their just inability to send their fans home with three points in their pockets is is a, a source of frustration. But again, for them, it wasn't for the lack of quality of their player. But they did very, very well, and they just came up against this Brisbane team, which when their backs are to the wall, they know. They know how to defend their goal. Tommy Aldred and Scott Neville set a great standard of desperation and it was just mostly too much for Sydney. They did get their goal late, um, which broke Brisbane's heart, but it did vindicate the good approach to the game that Sydney had and I think they'll make the finals. Um, most certainly, meanwhile, down south, Melbourne Victory got the win they needed against Melbourne City to keep themselves alive. I was getting very close to writing them off for the season if they couldn't beat City on the weekend, and they did so, in, in, again, in really exciting fashion. It was a top derby. On the uh, EPL front, um, we, we sat here during the program uh, last week. It, was, it would be Thursday morning, wasn't it? Uh, Man City and Arsenal. Um, yes. Just sensational. Uh, and, and Man City uh, were feeling fantastic. And then what happens uh, yesterday... A draw against Nottingham Forest, um, widely acclaimed as totally unacceptable. They've dropped two points there. How costly could it be? Oh, they'll bounce back. I mean, it did. What, what it takes a lot of the pressure off Arsenal, who, after their loss last week, and you know, amidst what's been a great season, you could imagine them starting to get a bit introspective and thinking, how do we just maintain the rage with Manchester City? And we gave it our best, and they they did us over. Um, they wouldn't have expected this slip-up from Man City. But the charge that goes through Arsenal um, could be the defining factor because it's not that... I don't think Manchester City will be in the doldrums for long. They'll bounce back quickly, and I'm I'm sure they'll be able to take care of themselves. But what they've not been able to do with that draw is defuse the Arsenal charge. And that might have taken place a week ago with that loss. You know, you could have... I guess, accepted or, or understood if the Arsenal players just with a big emptying of the lungs thought, oh, God, how do we get out of this now? But um, but dropping those points against Nottingham Forest will send a massive, massive charge around the Emirates and, and maybe renew them enough. Maybe. It's going to be fascinating, but um, uh, uh, they, they, they needed Manchester City to slip up. They wouldn't have expected it so soon and, and against such an unlikely opponent. Yeah, and Arsenal still with the game in hand. Now, there's been eight managers sacked in the English Premier League, Andy. Uh, Chelsea Hmm. beaten by Southampton. Southampton sitting at the bottom of the table. Uh, Do we make it a ninth manager gone if something doesn't happen with Chelsea? You know, there's a lot of turmoil there. And, you know, the the, the new owner, LA Dodgers, Bowley, owner Ted Bowley has, has... Spent big in the transfer window. He's just taken over the club, basically, as well. Um, the new manager hasn't worked, um, but we're not too sure, not, not, not to know what's happening behind the scenes. It's not to say that he won't work, but how much patience, how far are things slipping away from Chelsea relative to the money that's been spent? Um, but, you know, this is, the, this is the carousel, the big money of the EPL. I, I don't think the patience is going to last for long. But who's advising Ted Bowley? And 
how does he know really how the football world works? Because um, he's still yet to really get his feet under the table as a Premier League owner, um, and he'll be he'll be just getting blasted by these headwinds, thinking, how do I, in the short term, get out of this? I think he'll back the manager in the short term. Um, it, it, look, it's a really hard one to say because because Chelsea, with that investment, shouldn't be losing to Southampton, and, and that's the pressure they're all going to be under, of course. So much football to talk about, but Matildas, what about the crowd too last night at Combeck? Over 17,000 and win over Spain. Uh, things have certainly picked up. There's great momentum um, and and results are coming for the Matildas in the build-up to the World Cup. Yeah, look, Rossi, that first half yesterday was just scintillating. It, it really was. The Matildas were just on fire, and it's taken a while to get there, and time will tell if that's the standard that they're going to maintain from here, of course, because to beat the big teams in the world, and Spain's one of them, uh, which they did successfully yesterday, brilliant, but when you get to the World Cup, um, and you get out of the group stage, which they should, and they get through the round of um, uh, 16, which they should, and get to what my expectation is, the minimum acceptable standard this quarterfinal. And so you're going to draw a team like like Spain in a quarterfinal. Um, and to be able to do that was just should send enormous confidence through the team. The problem, if I can put it that way, uh, the, the second half, the Matildas just ceded pretty much the, the territory and the momentum to Spain. And in the end, um, pretty, pretty much had to hang on. They did have a couple of good chances in the second half themselves, but goalkeeper Mackenzie Arnold had to pull off a couple of miraculous saves, really. Um, both teams, Australia and Spain, had chances that they'd squandered. Um, but that first half, mate, it was just... They destroyed Spain, destroyed them. Um, and Spain had some good moments too, but defensively, they just could not cope with Razo, Vine... Um, Sam Kerr and Caitlin Ford could not cope. It was a procession. It was so exciting. We waited a while for the, the Matildas to really light the fuse, but they did it in the first half yesterday in Parramatta, and the fans were loving it. It was great to watch, really great to watch. Well, Andy, it's a big weekend of A-League coming up. Uh, Saturday afternoon, 5 o'clock in Melbourne, Sydney FC in battle with the league leaders. As always, mate, appreciate your expertise. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'll go and work out quickly why they're burning the clearies at the stake this morning. I'll get yeah. back to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, thank you, uh, Eddie. Yeah, look, uh, someone here says uh, on the text, you're seriously making an issue out of Cleary celebrating. You're better than that, Voss. And then in the same breath, you get a text, uh, the Panthers are an arrogant team. It's sickening how much you two blokes defend them all the time. <laughs> so that's just polar, yeah, polar opposites there. Um, I'm just Come saying on. it was odd. I'm not crucifying clear. I'm just saying how odd it was. And now yeah, we're getting an explanation. Doing it's a team it. thing. Pump the team. Yep. Like, yep. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I can buy that. As I said, I, I, I was when when I was pointed out that that you know that's Nathan, and someone said, "Well, that's Nathan just giving himself a rap." And I thought, well, that's yeah. he's, he's well, never he's done that before. Not he doesn't that, no. talk that way. No. He doesn't act that way. So if it's a team no. thing, you know what? And well, look, there's been one. There's. Morning, guys. As someone who watched the game with my 11-year-old son, when he sees Nathan Cleary pretend to inject himself, my son turned around and said, Dad, what drug is he on? What? Mm-hmm. what? Do you see any of that, Andrew? Is that a that, bit over the top? As I said, my first that's, reaction, that's Nathan wrapping himself when I said it. I think that's odd. Then, then the needle connotation came into it from other... 
you know, I just think. Well, Bennett I don't left, think there's a need. I, I don't think it's. I, I think it's. I don't think it's a great idea that it is a team thing <laughs> on the cameras. I don't think it is. That's personal. Yeah, but but that changes that change. If but if I'm it is a team that. thing, that changes the the the. Yes. Whatever you were thinking about Nathan wrapping himself, yeah. which which is unusual. Don't think right, it's the okay. thing. I'll stand by that. Right, yeah. 25 minutes after 8. It's a great morning. As I said, it's a great time to be alive. Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Vossie and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 11.70am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.